Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. The Joyce Kaufman Podcast is being brought to you by Code Red Roofers, South Florida's leading residential and commercial roof experts. Code Red Roofers, roofers that respond. Call 844-4-CODE-RED or visit coderedroofers.com. You know, there's nothing that anybody can possibly say that can ameliorate the horror of what happened last night in Lewiston, Maine. And I get so frustrated when I realize that it'll become like a political football. That's all they know how to do with any news, whether it's bad news or news across the world or news right in our own backyard. The, and I saw it most clearly. There was a press conference that took place today. I think it was at 11 o'clock or 10.30, some, some point. And it was the uh, governor of Maine who's a ditz, and, and the police chief and the FBI, who was also, she was also a ditz, um, and law enforcement that, w- that was just very competent sounding. And I'm watching all this, and I'm listening to the media, the press that was there, and there's something so... I'm trying to find the right words to say this. I've I've had this problem throughout the years. There's something so sadistic about the media when it comes to shootings, whether it's a mass shooting or whether it's a, an individual uh, assassination, whatever it is. There's something so grotesque to me about repeatedly asking questions despite the fact that there's not a single reporter or a pundit who doesn't understand that they cannot give you all the details while the suspect is still at large. And what they end up doing is making political statement after political statement. Well, the rumor is that he was in a mental health facility over the summer. Well, he's a military person. Well, he's a firearms instructor. Okay, so that's the common knowledge stuff. What are you trying to say? And what are you trying to get the officials to say? Because you really, you you make the rest of us just want to turn all the news off. You know, I, I, all I keep thinking about is the lives that will be changed forever. The fear that's now going to be ever present in a community, a small town in Maine, which is a pretty that's pretty indicative of most towns in Maine. It's just, you know, the, there's a, just over a million people in the whole state. So when you kill 18 people and, and, and leave 60 injured in a small town, you have literally altered their lives in that town forever. Everyone's life. Everyone in that town knows somebody that's affected by this directly. So to watch those reporters, and, and look, 
I believe that reporters have an obligation to try and seek the story, to try and get to the truth, but they do not have an obligation to try to make political points at a press conference where the design is simply to give out some information. Shelter in place. He's still at large. This is a photograph of the killer. And I'm not giving this guy's name out unless it slips out of my mouth because I'm so sick and tired of these... I forgot what it was that uh, Dan Bongino refers to these people as, but it was a great description. But these are subhuman. I, I don't... I don't think that saying, well, he was hearing voices and therefore he's mentally ill, that's not, that's not enough. I know lots of people who, unfortunately, occasionally hear voices and are probably certifiably mentally ill. They don't pick up a rifle and shoot innocent people. That's all. So that's not why. The why is, is, is evil. And we have a problem in this country just calling evil evil. It's obvious to me when you look at people defending the Hamas terrorists. It's just evil. Can't you just say that's evil? Why do you have to qualify it? And why do you have to talk about proportionality and things like that? Just call it what it is. The world is saturated right now. It's marinating in evil. And you don't have to have a particularly strong biblical background or faith to, to not understand that this is pretty inevitable when you go down the path that human beings have been going down for the last couple of thousand years. We are devoid of faith. We chastise and minimize people who believe in a power greater than themselves, whether you choose to call that power God or Jesus or, or, or any, anything, Allah. At some point, you have to answer for what you've done. The hard part for me to wrap my mind around is how some people's beliefs tell them that their, their God, their Allah, will be pleased by them doing these heinous acts. That's really hard for me. You know, my God wants me to be loving and kind and generous and not to, you know, forget the poor or forget the incarcerated. That's what my God tells me. So I have a real problem with a God who says, no, you know, kill everybody who doesn't believe what we believe. That, that to me is uh, just, I don't get it. I don't want to get it. But we took God out of everything in a country that was basically founded on the freedom to worship God. You know, the, those people came over from Great Britain because they were being told how they could worship. And they said, no, we don't want to worship that way. We'll start a new place. And now we're devoid of any mention of God. Take it off the walls of the Supreme Court. Take it out of the offices. Take it out of the schools. This is what you're left with. You're left with generations of people who never have to worry about what's, what's it going to be like when I die? You know, where am I going? Should I be living in a certain way so that when I die, perhaps things won't be so horrible for me? But we don't do that. Instead, we say, oh, whatever feels good, whatever makes you happy. You know, happy depends on something happening. Joy comes from the Lord. 
So I don't want to hear it. Uh, my heart breaks for the families of the 18 people who were killed and for the 60 who were injured. Their lives will never be the same. Those businesses will forever be affected. Any gathering of human beings. I remember after 9-11, that fear that we all had. Don't go to an arena. Don't go to a, a large uh, concert hall. Uh, be careful when you're in a parking lot. All this, you know, justifiable paranoia that we all felt. Imagine you live in a small town. There's not all that much. There's a couple of bars like Schmeggie's and whatever the one was where the, the, the shooter went. But, but, you know, there's not that many places. A bowling alley. Come on. A bowling alley. You're not safe in a bowling alley? Oh. I don't know. I, I really don't know. And, you know, immediately it's, oh, well, he, he, this guy liked the posts uh, of Donald Trump and this guy liked uh, the posts of, of Dinesh D'Souza. I don't care what he liked. This guy is evil, evil. They didn't want to call him a suspect either until they just said he's charged with eight homicides. Oh, it's so, you know, and, and I actually have friends who live in Maine. I immediately contacted them because I don't know where these towns all line up. I, I, I actually do know somebody who lives in Bowdoin, Maine, or they used to live there. That's where the, the shooter is supposed to be from. But they did issue an arrest warrant against him. And they listed eight counts of murder, but they're still trying to identify the other 10 people. And and just, I'm just, what's evil? Why can't we do it? He's evil. It doesn't matter whether he heard voices or not. He's evil. Anyway, um, I, I just, I, I know it's become a whole big political issue and I just grieve over that because this is not about guns. This is about evil. And until we're able to articulate that, until we can tell our children that evil is evil, when you shoot innocent people, whether you do it as a, you know, on a paraglider, as a Hamas terrorist, or you do it as an individual wreaking havoc in a community, evil is evil. There's no other term that I'm going to use anymore for these things. And I'm not going to mitigate them. I don't care what, uh, you know, what you experience just prior to becoming evil. Once you're evil, you're evil. And, and anybody who's going to try and make this a political moment where we're going to talk about gun control, good luck with doing that in Maine. Good luck with, with trying to explain to me how in a state that I know most people do carry, nobody stopped this guy. I have to believe, and I, I listened to Dan Bongino just earlier, talking about it's not enough to have a gun. You have to be prepared. And you're going to have that, what he calls the fog of war, for a minute or two. But if you're trained and you know how to use your gun, you should be able to leap into action in the bar, in the bowling alley. Nobody, nobody had a weapon and used it. I find that really hard to believe. I do. Anyway, 
Um, I'm going to be talking with Lori Cardoza Moore at the bottom of the hour. She's got an event, America's Children, Taking Back America's Children. About time. If we don't take them back, there'll be lots more of this. I don't know that we can stop this evil anymore, but we ought to give it a try. And that's what Lori Cardoza Moore and PJTN are trying to do. Don't forget to download our app, the 850 WFTL app. You can participate in all of our contests. You can get breaking news, weather updates, and uh, you know all that other good stuff. And listen to everybody's podcasts. I'll take a quick break and be right back. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. If somebody could explain to me what the purpose of the United Nations is, I, I just, I scramble trying to think about that all the time. And they had competing resolutions on the uh, floor of the UN Security Council that failed again yesterday. Um, the, the effort was to adopt one unified position on quote, let me quote them, on stopping the carnage in the Middle East so the United States and Russia vetoed each other's resolutions. It, it's like the Cold War debates all over again. And, and it's nothing. Both of them are saying, oh, bad faith, political posturing, oh, trying to push your positions on other council members uh, without consultation. The principal difference between these two resolutions is that we meaning Washington, D.C., is calling for all measures specifically to include humanitarian pauses to allow aid to flow into Gaza, a position it rejected as recently as last week and with no specific mention of ongoing Israeli airstrikes versus Moscow's call for a complete ceasefire. Look, anybody who thinks that Israel can afford to have a complete ceasefire right now is crazy. They are in a life or death struggle right now. And I want you to know the name of the 16 lawmakers who didn't vote for the Israel resolution because you should make sure that you hold them accountable. Some of them are no surprise, right? dozen progressive Democrats, not a surprise, you know, uh, but there was one Republican who voted nay or present, and that's significant. It really is, and we have to hold all these people accountable. Look, I don't expect anything different from the, the squad and, and Bernie Sanders and, and people like that. But the Republican representative from Kentucky, Thomas Massey, voted against the resolution because he disagrees with the resolution's call for sanctions and reaffirming the importance of foreign aid. Give me a break. This is not the moment. I, mean, I expected from Jamal Bowman, the, the dude who got arrested yesterday for pulling the fire alarm, 
I expected from Corey Bush. I expected from Andre Carson and Al Green and Summer Lee and Ta and uh, AOC and Ilhan Omar and Delia Ramirez and Rashida Tlaib. And then you had six six lawmakers who voted present: Joaquin Castro, Greg Cesar, Chuy Garcia, Pramila Jayapal. Ayanna Presley, Nidia Velasquez, these people are anti-Semites. I'm not, I'm not qualifying that. I'm not playing anymore. Let's call everybody what they really are. And if anybody thinks for one minute that using what happened in Maine, this, this tragedy, as a, a cudgel against legal gun ownership that isn't going to work because right now people like me and people like you realize that the world is dangerous and, and there's a lot of evil. And many of us believe the evil is no longer just across the ocean. The evil is here. We have a porous border. Evil has poured into our country. We don't even know how many people are in this country now. We have no idea how many of those people really think it's uh, okay to murder Jews. We got plenty of Jews here. Yesterday at Cooper Union in New York City, my hometown, the Jewish students had to lock themselves into the library because the uh, support Palestinian groups were banging on the doors and screaming, you know, from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. This is insane what's going on. People don't feel safe in America. And Jews, if you are still not convinced that the Democrat Party hates you, well, then I, there's nothing I can do for you. You know, you're just stuck on stupid. And and you will suffer the consequences. The anti-Semites have been exposed. Somebody turned the lights on. I used to tell the story when I lived in uh, Manhattan for years, uh, right after I got married. I lived in on the Upper West Side, not far from Columbia. I lived in an apartment, and the apartment was so full of roaches that when you would walk in at night, because I worked and went to school, I was hardly home at all, only to sleep. And when I would walk in at night and I would turn the light switch on, they would all, the whole floor would move. It was like a, a, they'd all scurry away. But the light exposed them. And we're getting light sh shined on, on all of the anti-Semites around the world right now. And this part that makes me so crazy is how many of them are in my own country and how many of them are young people. How many of them have been indoctrinated into hating Jews and, and pretending that it's not that they hate Jews? It's not that. Yes, yes it is. I'm tired of playing the, oh, it's uh, the anti-Zionist is not the same as anti-Semitic. It's all anti-Semitic. Jews have been facing this, pogroms and holocausts forever. You know, whether it was the Hittites or the Assyrians or whether it was the Romans or whether it was the, uh, you know, oh God, it's, it's eternal. And the battle is wage, raging again. Evil is evil. People who shoot up schools and people who shoot up bowling alleys, evil, evil. Say the word with me, everybody all together now, evil. This is evil. The world has a lot of evil people in it. And this country has a lot of evil people in it. Does goodness win out in the end? Well, that's what the book tells me. So I'm just going to hold on to that thought. 
All right, I'm going to take a break because when I come back, I'm going to be talking with Lori Cardoza-Moore, um, and we're going to be talking about this summit that's going to be taking place here in Florida on November 12th in Boca Raton. Um, her organization, Proclaiming Justice to the Nations, is doing a summit called Taking Back America's Children in uh, Boca. Let me see where it is here in Boca. Well, I'll have to find out. Well, that's why she's coming on. Stay right where you are. All right, and welcome back. As I promised, I have uh, the founder and president of PJTN, which is Proclaiming Justice to the Nations, Lori Cardoza-Moore. She's a very popular speaker down here, all matters having to do with Israel and the responsibility of Christians and Jews alike to be in support of Israel. But something special is coming, and I've invited Lori on to tell us about this uh, Taking Back America's Children, the summit that's going to be here in Boca Raton. How you doing, Lori? Joy, so good to be back on the show with you, and, and I just want to thank you so much. You know, at this time, as we're watching what's happening in Israel, what's, ha what's happening to our nation, to know that you're there, to know that you're cheering us on and encouraging us to stand in the battle, mm. I, I cannot tell you how much it means to me. And so I'm so grateful for what you're doing. Thank you for giving me this opportunity to talk about the summit. And yes, Taking Back America's Children's Summit is the, the mission of this um, event is to educate, equip parents and citizens to run for school boards, to flip their school boards. You know, Joyce, I know you've been watching the rallies that have been going on over the last couple of weeks since Sickening. the war broke out in Israel. Yeah. It's, it's disgusting. And you know what's really frightening about this is that we think that it's happening in the universities when they get to college. It's not happening in the universities. It's happening way before they get there in the K-12 programs. Our children have been indoctrinated. We found this out over a decade ago, 12 years ago, when we found an anti-Semitic textbook that also had anti-American, anti-Judeo-Christian, anti-the values that our nation was founded upon. We have been priming our children and, and pumping them with this, this narrative, these lies this hatred. And so when they get to university, they become prime targets for these groups like Students for Justice in Palestine. Yeah. So, you know, back a decade ago, we found a quote in a textbook, a Pearson published textbook that was anti-Semitic and anti-American. And we tried to get rid of that textbook. Well, the school board, we went before the school board, we followed the protocol, what the procedures were, Parents went to a school board meeting. We stood in line. We got up and spoke. We told them, get rid of this textbook. They voted that night to keep the textbook against the wishes of the parents. We went to work the next morning. We had four months to try to put those school boards, because, that school board, because when I got up and spoke to us, I told them, you have heard from the community we want this garbage out of our kids' schools. And if you don't remove this textbook, we're going to remove every one of you from office. Well, we had four months to do it. Come August, Election Day, those six school board members that were up for re-election, we brought them all down in one election cycle. Yep. It's all it took. And that we had been using that model going across the country, 
speaking to parents and citizens, county by county, state by state, telling people, giving people these tools. So we decided instead of, because I, I was spreading myself to thin, we decided to start holding these summits. And this is our fourth summit. We just did a summit in April, um, well, six months, almost six months ago, in April in Ohio. That, after following that summit, the community, the whole team, was able to raise a million dollars toward their school board races for the state of Ohio. Wow. We have got to do that in Florida. We saw what we did in 2022. Miami-Dade flipped the school board there. We saw it in, in Sarasota. We saw it in Manatee County. But there are other counties that we have to go after. Broward County, yes. Palm Beach County, Martin County, Orange County. And there are other counties across the state that also have to be targeted. But we can't do this unless we, the people, rise up and take action. Yep. And, in fact, um, the event is going to be on a Sunday, November 12th. It's going to be in Boca at the um, Lakeside Terrace. It's from 8 to 5. And Pastor Mario Bromnick is going to be coming to bring a, a message about our biblical responsibility, our biblical duty to stand up and defend our freedoms and our rights, our God-given liberties and our God-given rights. And we need to start teaching kids. Thank yep. God we've got Governor DeSantis, who is helping us. He's passing laws. He's, he's making sure that the school districts comply with the state laws. But we have got to, a lot of these school districts, a lot of the school boards, they, don't, they refuse to implement what he has passed by law. So we have got to get these rebels off the school board. And that means that we need to, we as parents, as citizens, need to run for school board ourselves we have to take back local control of our children and their 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 school districts and it's only going to happen if we the people get engaged you know joyce you've said this before this is not a a country where we can just sit back and let it run on its own mm -hmm. we the people this nation is a nation of we the people right. we have the government we have because we have set back and we've allowed this government to come in, and we cannot do that. We've you know, got parents and grandparents. You ahead. know, Lori, I was trying to, you know, explain to my audience earlier in the show um, the 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 problem, the fundamental problem in all of this, whether I'm talking about America or I'm talking about world politics, is that there's a refusal to call evil evil. That's why you can have yeah. students tearing down the kidnap posters in colleges. You had students that were literally cowering in a, in a library at Cooper Union in my yeah. hometown yesterday, Jewish students who were being besieged by these supporters of Palestinian causes that they don't even understand. And I right. say to myself, the, the problem is we talk about this and we don't call it evil. You know, if we're the watchmen, and I know PGN, TN has always said, we need more watchmen. We need more sheepdogs. If we don't do this, then we have no one to blame but ourselves. N yeah. Our children are innocent. They're blank slates. And we send them into these schools where they're taught to hate America. They're taught to hate any minority group that doesn't line up with the fashion of the week. Right. And, and it's outrageous. And, and we condone all this crazy behavior and tell our kids, well, you can pick a gender and all of this abject nonsense. And then we wonder why they pick up a gun and shoot. 
Yeah, we don't. Look at what what's happening in the Palestinian-controlled areas. Look at these Ugh. kids. There was just a report I was reading yesterday where a kid was bragging to his parents yeah. about how he had killed 10 Jews with his own hands. Well, where does this come from? Yes, it's taught in the home because this is the, the mentality of the people. But it's reinforced in the classrooms. And I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, do not think that this is not being, this propaganda is not being taught to our children in America. Look at the rallies that we've just endured with Antifa, with Black Lives Matter. They've recruited our children because our children have been given a steady dose of this, these, these lies and this disinformation all this time. And if we as parents and grandparents want to ensure a future for our children in the United States of America or a place on the globe, for that matter, right. looking at what is happening, it is a sobering time. And now is the time. This is the hour. We are not going to have a second chance. This 2024 election is it. Mm -hmm. And I know everybody says it about every election. Ladies and gentlemen, if we don't turn the tables on this next election, if we don't take back control of our community, of our nation, of our government, we will lose. We will be the generation that the history books write about that didn't stand up to fight for mm -hmm. our freedom. And look at how many people, Joyce, look at how many how many soldiers we've lost in all the wars who went and spilled their blood for the for the, the freedoms that we have. And look at how our generation has squandered that. We have to say no. Mm -hmm. Our generation is going to take this nation back. We are patriots. We're going to fight for this country. Mm -hmm. But we can't do it without each one of you. And I want to encourage your audience. It's the, again, it's November 12th, the Sunday, all day, and Robert Arnicus with the Leadership Institute is coming. Stephanie Meyer is going to come and train. Again, we're going to, we're going to train everyone using the strategy that we laid out when we flipped that school board in Williamson County. We can do this. We can take back control, but it's going to require parents and citizens to attend. And you might, for those of you who are listening who are considering um, attending, you may not consider, you may not want to run for school board. We're looking for candidates who will run for school board. We will hold your hand through the process. But even if you decide that you don't want to run, you can, you'll get the tools and the knowledge to be able to help your neighbor who decides that they're going to run. Mm -hmm. We have to work together. We've got to help each other out. And that's why I'm asking you all, please go to pjtn.org. It's $49 a person. There's an extra charge of $22 for meals. It's all, like I said, it's all day, but you are going to enjoy it. We get great responses from every community that has ever done this. They, people feel like they're empowered and they have a better understanding of the process and how to take back local control. You don't have to be a politician to run for school board. In fact, our founding fathers never intended for us to have politicians. Right. Or career politicians. That's right. Like what we have right now. 
And for all of you who every time I make a public appearance tell me, well, what can I do? What can I do? This is what you can do. Get yourself trained so that you can either assist someone else to get a school board position or run yourself. I know so many of you who've asked me over the years, well, what can I do concrete? This is what you do. So go to the website, pjtn.org, and the it's right on the landing page. It'll say, Taking Back America's Children, and you can join the fight. So do this yeah. today. Uh, Lori, good luck. I hope I can make it there. I'm, I'm going to try my hardest to be there. Um, we would love to have you to cheer us on, Joyce. We thank you so much for everything that you're doing to keep oh. this nation safe mm-hmm. and, and continue to keep and maintain our freedoms. I appreciate your work, too. Take care, Lori. God bless you, too. All right. And that uh, pretty much wraps up that segment of the show. Get, I, mean, I get so tired of people saying to me, well, what do I do? What do I do? I don't know how to run for school board. You want to learn? Then go pjtn.org. Let me take a final break. After I finish the show today, Eric Erickson comes on board, Joe Paggs, Lars Larson, and the Overnight Guys tomorrow morning. Jen and Bill will be back to wrap up the week. I can't believe it's going to be the end of the week already. And then Brian Kilmeade at 9, Dan Bongino at noon, and I'll be back to finish off this week tomorrow at 3 o'clock, if it be as well. So just stay where you are. I've got one segment left today. Yeah, it's like I said, the light has been shined now on all of the evil people within our midst. And denying that or pretending it isn't so isn't going to make things any better. So I'm watching people come to terms with the reality. And by the way, thank you for all of the uh, heartfelt wishes that I would get better. I think I'm t- I've turned the tide and, and as sick as I have been over the last couple of days, um, just feeling slightly better is such a positive that I, I can't thank you all enough. I actually had um, a friend and, and a, a listener who became a friend drop chicken noodle soup off at my door yesterday. And you know, there's nothing like a Jewish penicillin. So um, I just thank you all for, for the warm wishes and the prayers. You know, I know when prayers go up because change happens. I'm a big believer in that. But I'm watching people I know have to come to terms with the fact that, uh, th- that they either belong to a party that has turned its back on some of the, you know, most prominent people that created a Democrat party in places like New York and Chicago. Um, th- they've had to discover... That, that they're hated, that, that, that people would rather take the position of supporting a terrorist than to be even remotely fair. And, and I, I watched, I read an article actually, I think it was probably in Free Press or one of my Substack subscriptions. I think it was in Free Press. And it was by a woman, a Jewish woman, who was looking at videos. We've all been looking at the videos and she was looking at a video of some people tearing down these kidnap posters. You know, these are posters that are not political at all. There's no mention of politics. There, There's no, uh, you know, Israeli flag on them. They're not written in Hebrew, nothing like that. They're just pictures of the missing children. You know, kind of like we used to have on milk cartons, right? You know, a picture of a missing child. But all these people all over the world are tearing these these posters down, and and they're so angry. 
while they're doing it. They're ripping the faces of real people who are missing. They tear them in half. Babies, children, teenagers, old people, ripping these posters to shreds. So, you know, I have friends who are having to come to terms with this. I read this article in the free press. This woman was watching this happening, and all of a sudden she realized she knew the person who was tearing it. She said, this is somebody, I wasn't real close friends, but we went to college together. I even have a handful of pictures of us together uh, from Facebook from 2011. And, and there we are, side by side, arms wrapped around each other, smiling. And she's screaming, F you and burn in hell about Jews. Maybe they haven't talked in 12 years. But how do you go from being, I don't know, friends 12 years ago to tearing apart pictures of kidnapped Israelis and flinging them to the ground like they were used to tissue. She looked up the girl's info. She said in her online bio, it says that she has a master's in social work. What kind of social workers do we have out there that, that would tear up the pictures of, of kidnapped babies? says she's dedicated to supporting queer and trans youth as they learn to love themselves radically and unapologetically and blah, blah, blah. This is all blah, blah. You know, does she understand that in Gaza, if you're queer, you can get arrested? Probably not. You know, the social worker only knows what she thinks is convenient for her narrative. There they are, standing people against the kidnapping of innocent children. Can you imagine the horror of you having a child that's one of the hostages? And, and, and all you can think to say is that, can, we re, can you return the hostages, the children? Can you return the children? And, and that upsets people who think they're for justice? What kind of justice? I don't know. I, I really don't know. Do you know what's going on, really, in your country? Because if you don't, you better get hip quick. You better understand that they're coming for all of us. And the Jewish American people better look around at their supposed friends and allies and in also look to the kinds of people that they have voted for since Franklin Delano Roosevelt. We're not still voting for the party of FDR. Will you stop voting for people in the Democratic Party who hate you, who hate Israel, who now feel pretty free to let their actual anti-Semitism run rampant as they still lie to you that the actual real problem in this country is the less than 10,000 known white nationalists on the fringe of the right and not the woke leftist anti-Semites who have captured entire institutions like media, academia, big tech, entirement, and an entire political party? How about that? Stop listening to the lies fed to you by the DNC apparatchik and see that giving your vote to them has actual real-world consequences. Or will American Jewish people still believe that conservatives are their enemies? Counter to everything they've seen with their own eyes for the last three weeks? I don't really think it's going to change. And just like all the people who flee from red states to, uh, from blue states to red states, I don't think American Jewish people understand the connection between their votes and the nonsense 
that they profess to believe in all of the anti-Semitism that we're seeing in this country today, enabled by how they voted for 80 years. Unbelievable. But this is where we're at. So people like Lori Cardoza and Moore and I will just keep telling you and pray that you understand they're coming for you. So I thank you for your time this time until next time. And my plan is to be back here tomorrow at three, if it be his will and he delays his coming. What lies behind us and what lies ahead of us are tiny matters compared to what lies within us. So wherever you are, just be yourself. Everybody else is taken. And then as I always say, may God bless you and may God bless the United States of America. I will see you tomorrow at three. The Joyce Kaufman Podcast has been brought to you by Code Red Roofers, South Florida's leading residential and commercial roof experts. Code Red Roofers, roofers that respond. Call 844-4-CODE-RED or visit coderedroofers.com.